Welcome. 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 Yes, as the music is slowly taken down, it is I. Now, nah, my, my voice is not that gry. It's getting better. I'm almost back to normal. I'm still congested. I'm still got the sniffles. I'm still taking a bunch of cold medicine. And now, unfortunately, my child is uh, is sick. And it's not good because uh, he's barely three months. But he has a little cough. We took him to the uh, doctor today. We took him to his pediatrician. And he doesn't have a fever. He doesn't have a runny diarrhea. He's eating. He's smiling. He just has a cough. Almost like a smoker's cough. Or just randomly, he'll start to go, (coughs) and then he stops. And he goes back to being a baby. But uh, nonetheless, it's stressful. And uh, it's a little depressing because I know I'm the one that gave him the sickness. But so far, everything is going all right, and hopefully he'll be better in the next few days. So, where do we begin? Just when you thought the media couldn't get any wackier, they get wackier. I'm serious. Remember when we talked about the media after all the WikiLeaks exposing every single one of them for being in the tank for Democrats? Basically, remember, for years and 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 years, the concept that the media and the entertainment business were controlled by Democrats and vice versa, was always a right-wing conspiracy. Ah, that's just some conspiracy right-wingers make up. You're crazy. You're cuckoo. And then when the WikiLeaks exposed all the media outlets for being in cahoots, with Hillary Clinton and Democrats, and there was actual proof. Even though, the funny thing is, the proof has always been there in the sense that you have uh, top Obama aides, rather it's Ben Rhodes, and their spouses or their brothers being part of uh, news organizations. And yet people think there's no partisanship there. Like, they think that, ah, just because Ben Rhodes' brother is over at CBS or ABC or wherever it is, that doesn't mean they can't be impartial. Okay. All right. Stephanopoulos. What was so just beyond... Like beyond intricately in the Clinton inner workings from Whitewater on down. And he's over at ABC. 
He's over at ABC. He he does their uh, politics. He he does their morning shows. And yet it takes WikiLeaks to actually produce a smoking gun. Actually produce this journalist communicating with this campaign. This journalist or this network providing or getting questions. If it, that's the smoking gun. What you see with your own eyes or what you hear with your own ears, that's not good enough. It's like, isn't that Ben Rhodes' brother and he runs the news division at that network? Well, isn't that kind of weird? No. What are you talking about, stupid? Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's It's bizarre. And I said, after the WikiLeaks exposed everybody, the media gave up. They just gave up. They're like, ah, screw it. So with all of this Susan Rice revelations, you actually have a major news network. CNN, the most trusted name in news. Refusing to cover the story. It's amazing to me. Amazing. They, they, they literally refuse to cover the story. And they're supposed to be a news organization. I mean, that just proves they're not a news organization. None of them are news organizations. Different branches, you know, they're different guns, they're different weapons of the Democrat Party. That's all they are. And they're all opinion. They're not news. There's not one program on CNN that's straight news where somebody looks into the camera and goes, hi. Today there was a fire. Hi. Today there was a car. Nothing is news. It's all opinion. They disguise it as news. I mean, you thought it was crazy when they refused to cover the rapes in Maryland. Or rape in Maryland by the illegals. But to straight up... Go on TV, look at the camera and go, we just, actually, let, let me give you the quotes. I mean, to just straight up look at the camera and go, so the President Trump wants you to believe that he is the victim of a crooked scheme. Those are his words. And here are our words. There is no evidence of any wrongdoing. That's what Chris Cuomo said. And in fact, if anything, the National Security Advisor asking for identities was a reflection of exactly how much traffic there was involving Trump people, the White House blasting the press for not reporting on another fake scandal being peddled by the right-wing media. And then he goes on with the rest of the program. That's astonishing. And... Remember what I said. As far as the left is concerned, they are 
news. They are just the media. That's all. And if you are not them, you are right-wing media. You are conservative media. But Chris Cuomo's not considered a left-wing host. CNN is not considered a left-wing network. They're the media. They're the news. Like I said, in the liberal world, in the Democrat world, in the media world, in the entertainment world, what they believe is just like us breathing air. Like their worldview is the worldview that everybody should have. Their opinions, their thoughts, their feelings. And if you don't think the way they do, if you don't act the way they do, then your right-wing media, conservative media, white supremacist media, they're the news. They're the media. They're normal. Just him saying, right-wing media. Well, Chris, what are you? We're the news. You're left-wing media. No, we're not. And remember I said this, guys. Just because we beat Goliath once doesn't mean we're going to do it every single time. Especially when you beat Goliath once, Goliath is going to come back with many Goliaths. Goliaths are going to cheat. They're going to they're going to steal, they're going to rob, they're going to come up with every way imaginable this time to crush David. And that's what the media is doing. What do you think? The media likes to be looked at as being wrong, as being dumb, as being ineffective? For Hillary Clinton to lose, it killed them. For people to constantly, on social media, YouTube, wherever you can play video, and just go and get clips of people like Rachel Maddow, Throughout the year going, Trump will never win. Or Chris Cuomo or Hack Tapper or any of them. Week after week saying Hillary's going to win. I mean, there's some great clips from Chuck Todd. There are some great video. If you go on YouTube and just type in Sleepy Eyes Chuck Todd. There's some great stuff where something happens. And Chuck Todd's program starts and he goes, today is the day effectively that Hillary Clinton officially won the presidency. Hi, I'm Chuck Todd. Donald Trump is done. I mean, you know how many videos are out there of Chuck Todd going, it's over. It's done. Who do you think the media likes? To have egg on them faces? Manure in their mouths? Hell no. Hell no. You think they like to be outed? 
Remember, before WikiLeaks, they were always able to call people on the right crackpots. Ah, you Alex Jones crack. Ah, Chemtrail crackpot. Sandy Hook crackpot. Because there was never that smoking gun. And then all of a sudden, emails come out where you got CNN hosts fawning over John Podesta. Employees giving the Clinton camp questions. The DNC communicating with people like Wolf Blitzer going, hey, you should ask Ted Cruz this question. And then they couldn't deny it. They couldn't deny that they are nothing more than the arm of the Democrat Party. So they've gone all in. They're like, well, we're done. We're done. We're already the bad guy. Why should we try to convince? Why should we work our asses off to convince people we're not in the bag for the Democrats and we're a straight news organization? CNN's like, ah, F it. So now you got them going, we're not going to cover the Susan Rice thing. It's BS. What? What? I mean, if anything, the story is, A week or so ago, Suzanne Rice was on PBS saying, I don't know what David Nunez is talking about. It's new to me. It's, I don't know. I I have no idea. Today, she's going, yes, mm -hmm, I did uh, unmask uh, certain people. And it's common practice. I mean, the story is, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. A week ago... You played Iggy. You, you played Benghazi. You played completely stupid. You played Bo Bergendahl. You played, oh, it was a video that sparked this. Bo Bergendahl, he was a, a great military warrior. He was... You played stupid. That's the story. That's the story. And what happened yesterday? The media was silent on it. Except for saying, we're not going to talk about this. And what did I say yesterday? The media, Obama, Valerie Jarrett, Susan Rice, they're all getting together going, okay, how do we, how do we maneuver this? Because ultimately, we have to protect black Jesus. That, that's the number one goal. You have to protect black Jesus. So what do we do? Well, what's the safest interview? What, what's the, 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 the easiest? The, the, I mean, just kid glo- I mean, you want to make fun of Republicans or, or, or Trump being interviewed by Sean Hannity. Come on, Andrea Mitchell. It was like they were reading off a script. Like I said, it was like the media, the Democrats, had an entire day to put together their talking points, the script, and what they were going to do. And it's funny, because I seen somebody yesterday... When they were 
shooting on Cervanovich, Mike Cervanovich, and I know I'm saying his name wrong. And they said, oh, yeah, so uh, this guy uh, breaks the story, but he also did the story on Pizzagate, which now makes you wonder, man, this guy was, was dead balls on. Dead balls on. With it being Susan Rice, she unmasked. I mean, he got this ball rolling. So you have to say, well, is Pizzagate too crazy? I mean, it's not like there's a, it's not like there's a shortage of potatoes in the government. Foley, Haster, you know, it's it's, it's not. Remember Lamar Alexander's. And people forget about this. Remember Lamar Alexander's like right hand man? It was almost like his chief of staff. He got caught with a bunch of child porn, and before he could go to trial, he killed himself. So it's not like the whole, you know, Chomo Pato thing going around in Washington is unheard of. That's just a side note. It was funny when I saw somebody in the press try to throw a shout, try to throw a little shade on Cervanovich. But you got Chris Cuomo talking about not going to cover it. You got uh, Don Lemon. Don Lemon, another one. Don Lemon, a whole nother, oh, we're not going to talk about this. We're not going to you know, discuss this. Same thing. Don Lemon, I, I, again, for CNN, for CNN to ignore this story is breathtaking. I mean, I mean, it really is. It's it's breathtaking for them to ignore this. They they have officially just gave up. They've officially said, "All right, yes, we are the arm of the Democrat Party. We a hundred percent are the arm of the Democrat Party." Oh, if ands or buts about it. We are not going to cover this. We are not going to discuss it. And as long as we do that, whatever audience we do have, even if it's a million people or two million people, they will still be in the bubble. They will still be in this bizarro land bubble. As long as we shield them and basically tell them that the Susan Rice information they're hearing, if they go anywhere outside here for news or anything like that, is all fake. It's all BS. It's all fugazi. nothing 
I mean, it's just, it's, it's just astonishing. It, it really is. It's, it's, it's astonishing. And when they do discuss it, it's a whole panel against one person, and the whole panel just beats the crap out of the person. Ah, Susan Rice didn't do anything wrong. You're nuts. It's a diversion away from Trump and the Russian. Trump and the Russians, because they still got nothing with Trump and the Russians. We've been hearing this Trump and the Russians for X amount of time, and there's nothing. There's no smoking gun. There's nothing. I mean, they're even coming out with stories now of, of Blackwater guys meeting with crown princes to create back channels from, from Putin to the White House. And in the beginning of the story, it even says, well, uh, Price had no official role with the Trump administration or Trump transition, but he did donate money. He is related to Betsy DeVos. So now all of a sudden, it becomes Trump. You know, I told you, when Spicer made the joke about the Russian salad dressing, there's, there's some, there's, there's some facts to that. You know, there, there's some, some reality to that. Trump can't even say hi to Dolph Lundgren without people going, oh, they're colluding with the Russians. No, dude, he played a Russian. Rocky Four, it's Russians. He's close. That's the Russians. I mean, I, I, I again... I'll give the Democrats credit. I'll give the goddamn Democrats credit. And I've said this before. Democrats play 10 times harder than Republicans. Republicans are giant pussies. They really are. They are giant pussies. I'll definitely give Democrats credit. They created a narrative the media to the point where any connection because I mean there's 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 people and, and we talked about this yesterday dealing with Russia is not against the law you know we gave you a small list of companies that do business with Russia from Burger King to Apple and any executive from those companies could have been dealing with a Russian who was under surveillance by the United States of America. That doesn't make the person at Burger King or Apple somehow colluding and being a spy or, or whatever other nonsense the Democrats and the media are trying to push out there. And they knew this. They knew at the end of the day, there would be a lot of Trump people that had connections, conversations with Russians. Because Russia is not ISIS. 
So having conversations with Russians is not something that is out of the ordinary. So they knew there would be a lot of Trump people that in the past one, two, three, four, five years have talked with Russians. I mean, for heaven's sake, Rachel Maddow and the dossier are trying to connect Trump and a Russian conspiracy from dealings that Trump had with Russia, whether it was Miss America or some Russian oligarch buying a Trump property 13 years ago. And that all meant, hey, when you become president 13 years from now, you remember us. I mean, it's just insane. But the media, the Democrats did a great job of laying out that narrative. So no matter who they find, oh, this person met with somebody in Russia back in 2012. Guess what? What? Huh. They were a secretary for Trump's for three months. Ah, guilty. Collusion. Slam dunk. So I got I to gotta tap my hat to them, man. I got I to gotta do it. Got to do it. Did a great job. Did a great job of creating this narrative. Great job. Really great job. Story, Susan Rice. A week ago, saying she don't know what the hell anybody's talking about. Doesn't know what David Nunez is talking about. And then today, when Andrea Mitchell, reading from the script, oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's, that's basic. Again, rewind back to the Bush era. Remember the outrage over the leaking of Valerie Plains and her identity? The CIA operative? Remember that controversy? Imagine if this was Republicans. Basically, it's what Cheney did. Or Scooter Libby. Or Carl Rove. In a nutshell, somebody leaked the identity of Valerie Plains. It blew her cover. It was wrong, and there was hell to pay for it. A year's hell to pay. What's happening now is is at least three times bigger than Valerie Plains. And here's CNN and Don Lemon and Anderson Cooper and Chris Cuomo. Nothing to see here. This is all fake. This is all BS fake. No New York Times. And according to Cervanovich, Haberman knew about this. Haberman at New York Times knew about this. She knew about this before Cervanovich. 
She had this scoop days before Cervanovich broke it. She sat on it because it makes Obama and Susan Rice and Ben Rhodes look bad. Puts a spotlight on them. I mean, when Susan Rice says, hey, listen, this is normal. We didn't do anything for political gain. Well, there was no reason to unmask any of these people. When she said, well, we have to unmask certain people so we can understand what's going Listen, was there a plot to blow up the White House? Obviously, obviously nothing was going on that was a threat to the country's security because the FBI hasn't arrested General Flynn. The FBI hasn't indicted Flynn. The FBI has said no charges whatsoever will be brought against Flynn. So obviously, what Flynn was doing was not criminal. And for Susan Rice to unmask him and for them to spread it all through the intelligence community, which, let's not forget, the concept of being able to spread it through the entire intelligence community only happened because a few weeks before Obama left the office, he loosened the rules on how that type of intelligence can be spread. Prior to Obama loosening these rules, you couldn't disseminate this type of information throughout all these agencies. But a few weeks before Obama left the office, he undid a rule, which in turn made all of this information available to basically whoever wanted it. Whatever intelligence community, whatever law enforcement, they could get it. And remember, Fargus, Fargus even came out and said on Scarborough, we made sure that this information was disseminated to as many people and as far-reaching as we could because we were afraid that once Trump and his team got into the White House, they would bury it. It would get lost. So Fargus even said it was done on purpose. Now, of course, CNN and MSNBC, ABC, they're all going to spin this and say, oh, this is normal. CNN's not even going to cover it. And when they do cover it, like I said, here's the thing. CNN didn't do this yesterday 
because it was a fake news story. CNN didn't cover it yesterday, along with all the other networks, because they were waiting for Susan Rice. They were waiting for Black Jesus Obama. They're waiting to get their marching orders. They're waiting to figure out how this was going to be played. What were they going to do? How they were going to maneuver this. Plain and simple. How are they going to maneuver this? And listening to them go, oh, but this is common. No, but what are you talking about? It's common. Right out of the gate, they knew that Flynn or whatever other Trump people We're not talking about blowing up the Capitol. You know, when Susan Rice gave that phony example, well, let me give you an example, Andrea. Let's say uh, American One is talking to uh, a foreign national, and it's about getting bomb-making materials. You know, we need to know if if that person is, you know, a crackpot or if it's legitimate and they could. You had really. So was that what uh, Flynn was talking about? Getting bomb making materials to blow up the White House. I mean, it's ludicrous. Absolutely ludicrous. Absolutely ludicrous. Absolutely ludicrous. And I will repeat, if there was anything that involved White House, Capitol, water supplies, there was a danger to the American people. And Trump officials were talking about a a Gotham-style plot. People would have intervened. Remember, Comey said this investigation has been going on since July. Since the dossier, Golden Showers. So there was no reason. There was no reason to unmask. Absolutely no reason except to throw chum in the water so the media could keep the narrative going of Russian collusion. Even though nobody can actually say, what's the collusion? What's the collusion? Your fake websites? Fake news? How is that collusion? Where's where's the collusion? Where's the collusion? Fake news sites? It's just insane. Absolutely insane. It's absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. There's absolutely no reason... Susan Rice had to do what she did. 
There, there was no national security. Listen, but she said, well, I had to do this to, to you know, make sure to see what was going. Well, you're, you're seeing American number one and uh, Russian whatever diplomat so-and-so. If nobody's going, I will meet you at the Starbucks with the bomb. Unless that's being said, what's the reason to unmask? What's the reason to say, hey, everybody, take a look at this? Be able to tell Maggie Haberman or that slob Glenn Trust, hey, uh, so-and-so was meeting with Russians. So-and-so was talking with Russians. <coughs> uh, uh, remember, we, we still yet to see any of the transcripts involving that Flynn and Sergey conversation. We have yet to see any transcripts. No transcripts. Why not? Why not? If there was a smoking gun, if there was a, hi, I'm General Flynn, Sergey. Hello, Flynn. When Trump becomes president, we're going to lift sanctions. It's going to be party time. If there was transcripts of that, don't you think it would have already been out? Don't you think the Washington Post or the New York Times or whoever else, Daily Beast, BuzzFeed, don't you think that transcript would have already leaked out? Guess would have already leaked out. That in there. Come on, man. Come on. It's just insane. Absolutely insane. Seriously, insane. It's Rob Zakari. It's Rob Zakari Show. We're taking a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk more about that. We got a lot of things to, to talk about. Don't go away, okay? We'll be right back. Yeah. 
Hey, do you guys notice? I don't know if you notice this, but uh, Chris Kazilla, 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 he's a douchebag. But it's funny, he's now at CNN. He's the editor at large. He's the editor at large. I don't know if you guys know who Zazilla is. But he was a MSNBC regular, a Washington Post regular. And I guess in the middle of the night, he was hired by CNN. So he's now writing almost all of their stories. Seriously, if, if you go to CNN, it's like story after story. Villa. He's got a story called Nuclear Option is a win-win. He's got a, um, let's see, uh, uh, where's the other one? There was like three today because one was about the uh, Trump and Russia link, more Russia links. (gasps) Oh, it's just like a a rehash of the same old, same old. You know, again, uh, it's it's just it is what it is. There, it really is. It's it is what it is. So you got the nuclear option. We talked about that yesterday. The nuclear option. The nuclear option. I'm waiting for. The hammer to come down. I can't wait till it comes down. I can't. I can't wait. Remember what I said before. No matter how much Democrats bitch, no matter how much Democrats whine, no matter how much they push the narrative, this this fake narrative of Russian hacking. At the end of the day, none of it is going to get Hillary Clinton in the White House. All the bitching, all the whining, all the complaining, all the fake news is not going to get Hillary in the White House. For for me, that's orgasmic. That makes everything worth it. That makes everything worth it. Let's face it. When the Republicans go nuclear and Gorsh gets the Supreme Court seat, ultimately... If Trump does nothing else, this whole Trump experiment 
at the end of the day resulted in not a Democrat taking the seat of Justice Scalia, but a card-carrying Republican. And, and, like I said yesterday, there will be another vacancy between now and the end of Trump's first term and possibly second term. Three. There'll be definitely another one by the summer. Kennedy. So let's say that's all there is. Now Trump runs for re-election. I know, I know, of course, look at the polls, Rob. Look at the polls. Yeah, okay, the polls. You could wipe your asshole with the polls. Okay? Seriously. You can take the polls and consider them Charmin. Because for 16 months, we were told of the polls. The polls. The polls. The polls. To the point where even Trump reports say Trump went to Melania and said, Honey, according to the polls, we're going to lose. The polls. The polls. The polls. So when I hear people today go, look at the polls. Trump has the lowest approval rating. Okay. Well, you know what? When push comes to shove, we're going to be in the exact same position we were four years ago. Okay? So, basically, four years from now, we're going to be in the exact position, which is Trump versus Elizabeth Warren. Trump versus Cory Booker. Trump versus Hillary Clinton again. Trump versus Bernie Sanders. And I guarantee you that when push comes to shove, no matter what the polls say, no matter what the spin is, those people will go into the booth and they pull the lever for Trump. And the most perfect example of that is W versus John Kerry. You have the pinnacle, the pinnacle of failure with the Iraq war. During that election, we were at the point where people went, hey, uh, this whole war thing is, is really bad. People are dying. There's no weapons of mass destruction. We don't have oil. We got no money. Everything really sucks. And what happened? The people that voted for Bush went into that booth and went, hmm, four more years of Bush to turn this around or the wind-sailing fanook, John Kerry. Okay, Bush to turn it around. 
turn it around. So for me, no Hillary Clinton, no Democrat, no liberal agenda is worth everything. I don't care. I, truthfully, I don't care if Trump falls under a gas truck and gets dragged a thousand feet. I mean, I voted for him. But at the end of the day, I, I, you know what? As long as a Democrat is not there, I'm happy. As long as we get conservative judges, rather it's the Supreme Court or the uh, appeals court. Remember, there's a hundred, a hundred judgeships open. As long as these things happen, hey, Trump, Pence, Ryan, I don't care who it is. As long as it's not Hillary Clinton. As long as I could still see people like Michael Moore and Bill Maher and other liberal college students become so unhinged because Democrats don't control the White House, it's worth it for me. It's all worth it. Absolutely worth it. It's exciting. And when I hear CNN or MSNBC or ABC say, Donald Trump has just undone another Obama policy, I'm like, oh! It's like an orgasm. When they go to shots of liberal douchebags and they're crying or they're screaming... I'm like, oh, orgasm. When Hack Tapper, when Hack Tapper looks just unhinged and he's looking at the camera and he's like, well, I don't know, Donald Trump, I'm like, oh. I I love it. Okay? I love it. It's exciting. I love it. It's exciting. It's orgasmic. And it's worth everything. Absolutely everything. So, nuclear option. Let's go. Oh, I can't wait. When they pull that, when they pull that trigger tomorrow, is it tomorrow they're going to pull the trigger or uh, Thursday? When they pull that trigger and they're like, uh, Neil Gorsuch has been confirmed to, with a nuclear option. Oh, God, Democrats are going to do that. They're going to have their people losing their minds. 
And at the end of the day, Democrats, they don't care. They're going to be so excited. Because they know they're going to be getting a ton of cash. And like I said, not a ton of cash from new voters. A ton of cash from voters that they already have. Scientology type stuff. Just milking the people you already have. Hey, we got this new book. Hey, we got this new course. Hey, we got this new, uh, you know, retreat. So it's like, hey, Bill Maher, you haven't been active since 08. Hey, you active now? Yes, I'm active. I hate Trump. F course. All right, can you give us some money? Yes, here's a million dollars. Hey, Michael Moore, you fat slob. Looking beast. Because he does look like an old fat broad. That's what he does. An old fat broad. That's what he looks like. Big fat old broad. Give us money. Oh, I'm going to give you money. They're not building votes. They're not gaining votes. <laughs> Can't wait. Nuclear option. Come back. Come back. All right, it's Rob's Carry, Rob's Carry Show. I'll be right back. Don't leave. Don't leave. Don't. Leave. <coughs> are you, are you coming to the train led by a man who wants to break the chains? Establishment is terrified they can't control his reign. Let's meet this year on the tram train. Are you, are you? Come into the train Where brave men called out For a wall built by crane Media is terrified They can't control his reign Let's meet this year On the Trump train Are you, are you Coming to the train Where brave men called out The fools who lead in vain Lobbyists are terrified they can't control our reign. Let's meet this year on the Trump train. Are you, are you coming to the train? Wear a hat of hope side by side with me. Make America great again. Break the chain. Let's meet this year on the Trump train. And we are going to be respected by the world again and not laughed at like we're all a bunch of stupid people being led by incompetent politicians. It's not going to go on any longer. Are you, are you coming to the train to take our great country back again? Join the revolution, break the chains, let me this year. On the Trump train. We're going to win at the borders. We're going to win. 
and we're going to keep winning, and we are going to make America great again, greater than ever We are back, ladies and gentlemen, is I, Rob Zagari, the Rob Zagari Show. So, have you guys seen the uh, Kylie Jenner Pepsi commercial ad? I, I, I love it when, I love it when liberals go after each other. I, I think it's hilarious. I, I think it's hilarious. And commercial just shows you that today liberals don't they, they don't really care about any of these social moments, the movements, these protests. It's all about votes to them. It's all about money to them. And the powers that be in the Democrat Party really look at all of this stuff as a joke. They they really do. And yet, all of these millennials and all of these people that are so involved in this social justice and, ooh, we're going to make it, they get played like, like, Bitches, okay? Like little bitches, little punks, okay? Prison bitches. That's what they do, and they have no idea. They have no idea. And every once in a while, what happens is the, the, the punking comes out, and then all of a sudden, there's a little outrage, and there's a little, you know, social media uh, firestorm and then it goes away and then they fall right back in line I mean it's just like in those WikiLeaks when the Clinton camp remember when they were doing the emails back and forth and they talked about the needy Mexicans remember the needy Mexicans and they're talking about uh, you know what whatever official and they basically said, needy Mexicans. Needy Mexicans. That's a needy Mexican. It's the same. I mean, here you have. Just just think about this. And, and you guys know what Pepsi ad I'm talking about? Or do you not? Do I, do I got to give you a, a smidgen of a rundown? Kylie Jenner, which is kind of funny in the sense that Kylie Jenner Kendall Jenner, because I think it's Kendall Jenner that's in this ad. My bad, not Kylie. So you got Ken. All of them are all derivatives of Kim Kardashian, who became who she became because she had sex with, at the time, was somewhat of a famous rapper. Named Ray J, who 
was an offshoot of Brandy. So he wasn't even famous for himself. He became famous because of this girl Brandy. I think it's the sister. Listen, I'm not I'm not I'm not a big rap aficionado over here. Okay? And if I'm a little off, sue me, all right? It's like the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. It's like this this person was in this movie and this person starred that and then that was in this movie and that movie and then they was that and Kevin Bacon. Look, see? So everybody is a derivative, ultimately, from Brandy. But you have Ray J. At the time, Ray J was famous. And he had sex with Kim Kardashian, who at the time, nobody knew who she was. Nobody gave a crap who she was. The name Kardashian was, anonym- was synonymous with the guy that helped O.J. commit murder. That, that was it. Robert Kardashian, the guy who helped O.J. commit murder. The two people that A.C. Collins and Robert Kardashian. That was it. So Kim Kardashian has sex with Ray J on camera. So people want to see this Ray J. They want to see his big ding-dong because he's famous at the time. Which in turn makes the girl that he's having sex with famous. And then in turn people go, who's that girl? Oh, she's the daughter of the guy that helped cover up the murder of o- from OJ. Oh, that's, that's that guy's daughter, yeah. Yeah, that that's that, yeah. Oh. And his wife is married to Bruce Jenner. Oh. And that's how the ball got rolling. So Kendall Jenner is only who she is because people saw her grow up on television because of her half-sister, Kim Kardashian, who was only who she was because she was in a sex tape with a guy who was famous named Ray J. Which makes this whole thing pretty funny. Because you have somebody who's famous for nothing. Oh, but Rob, she's a model now. Anybody could be, a, listen, if you're, if, you're, if you're remotely attractive, you could be a model. And what I mean by that is, I'm not talking about, working your way through the ranks, because if you're halfway attractive, you're not going to work your way through the ranks and become a famous model. No. But if you're the daughter of someone famous or you're part of something notorious, ten times, you, you get put ahead of everybody else. Okay? That's why Sophia Coppola was in Godfather 3. Worst actress in the history of mankind. Why was she in it? Because her dad. Now, she's a good director, horrible actress. She should never have been in the movie. Why was she in the movie? Because of her dad. Anyway, I digress. 
So Kendall Jenner is, is like in a photo shoot. And while she's in this photo shoot, a Black Lives Matter protest is going on. Slash resistance protest. So right out of the gate, they're diminishing. So liberals, the media, Democrats, are diminishing their own movement. They're taking their movement, this 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 millennial, just, oh, my God, let's wear vagina hats on our head. Oh! So right out of the gate, they're diminishing this by using it in a effing Pepsi ad. Pepsi, a drink, a sugary, disgusting, bile drink that makes you obese, this fat, disgusting slob. Okay, right out of the gate. So she hears this going on, and she's getting her pictures taken. She's got makeup on. She's got a blonde wig on. And it's intercut with different diverse pictures. That's what it's called, diverse. So you have a Muslim girl. You know, she's got their whole hajib on. And I guess she's a photographer. She's with a photo loop looking at pictures like, hmm, what should I use? Oh, and then she hears protests going on. Then you see her, like, get angry, like, Arr! And you're like, oh, my God, is she going to go strap a bomb on? Is she going to run and, and start screaming, Hawa Akbar? Oh, no, she's going to grab her camera. Whoo, thank God. Hawa Akbar. So she grabs her camera. She's going to start taking pictures. Shows this Asian kid. And he's like, oh, and he's, I think he's playing the, the cello or something. Right, something like that. You know, he hears what's going on. He's like, oh, my God, I've got to go out there. I've got to go out there. And he's a hipster douchebag Asian. So he's got the beanie on with the little Fu Manchu. And he's got the earrings, but they're the, the stud earrings where it's like just the black. I mean, it's so stereotypical, millennial, commercialized BS. I mean, it, it's, it's so, it, it's so commercial. It's, it's Democrats, liberals, the media making fun of what's supposed to be this serious and, and, and you know, thought-provoking movement. <gasps> with all your stereotypical, there's the Muslim with the brightly covered hajib. You know, not, not the hajib that is worn in her native country. You know, all black where you, you just see the eyes. No, this is the brightly colored hajib. And she's got a nose ring, and she's got makeup on, and she's, you know, hip and trendy. She's the hip and trendy Muslim. <gasps> Ooh, you know, there's just so many of them. And then, of course, you know, the, the, the girl's eating lunch, and she's got blue hair with the other rocker girl, and they're eating lunch, and they're throwing up, like, the horns up where rocker chicks like, right on, dude, meta! 
I mean, again, this is liberals creating this. This is the entertainment world creating this. The Asian with the, you know, with the beanie and the, are you kidding me? Stop. So then it goes back to Kendall Jenner and she's like, oh my God, I've got to join. And then she pulls off the blonde hair and it's a wig to reveal her black hair. And then she wipes away the makeup on her face and the lipstick. She goes out to join the protest. And you know how you know what she does? Uh, she walks over to a cop who's looking real serious. She hands the cop a Pepsi. And the best part is the imagery they were going for again which is hilarious because when the left pulled it off, you know, it was a, it, it was a fugazi. It was a publicity stunt, no different than hands up. Don't shoot. It was something for the press to publicize and make a big deal out of. And here's Pepsi in one false swoop, mocking it. And remember that image of the Lashia Evans, Remember the Black Lives in Baton Rouge following, you know, the death of Anton Sterling, the innocent, the, the so, the gentle, the other gentle giant. Oh, did nothing wrong. And remember, she walks out with her hands out to the cops like, arrest me. Oh, I'm a social justice warrior. Arrest me. And they made sure that the cameras were there to take pictures of the cops in the SWAT uniforms arresting her. And, of course, it went viral in the Yahoo's and the Google's and the Facebook's and the CNN's and the MSNBC's and everybody else. Made sure that image went, you know, worldwide. Trying to get their 50s, 60s. Selma March, you know, picture. So basically, they copied that. And they had Kendall Jenner do the same thing where she basically walks out and with her hands out, but hands the cops the Pepsi. Like, here, I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna imitate Lashia Evans. Here you go. And instead, the cop grabs the Pepsi and drinks it. And then he becomes happy. He becomes, he becomes happy. He goes, oh, you know, I was going to pepper spray you. I was going to beat you with this club. But, wow, you gave me this sugary drink. So the cop starts drinking it, shows the Muslim, take, taking pictures, smiling. And then Kendall walks back into the crowd and the crowd starts cheering. The cop looks at the other cop, smiles like, oh, everything's all right now. And then it goes to the Pepsi um, end and it says, live bolder, Pepsi, Kendall Jenner. Smiling. And then she starts walking towards the camera under the live boulder with, you know, diversity. So you got, you know, the, you got the black guy 
dressed as the hipster douchebag. So he's got the beanie on. He's got uh, suspend suspenders, but like uh, overalls with just one sling. So it's it's hanging down, and he's got like a white thermal on. I mean, it's just so hipster, douchebag, millennial, commercialized. And in one foul swoop, Democrats, the media, liberals told the millennials, hey, jerk offs, your movement is nothing more than money and votes to us. We don't give a crap about any of you. You're jerk offs to us. That are. You're a bunch of jerk offs. That's it. That's it. That's it. Remember, the media, entertainment business, Pepsi, they're all liberals. But you have old liberals, old Bernie Sanders, douchebag liberals, and they're like the masters, okay? They're the ones that control the strings. And then you have the new and young millennial Liberals, douchebags, and they're the ones getting pulled by the old puppet masters. And the millennials have no idea. They have no idea that they're nothing but pawns. They have no idea that they're nothing but puppets. They have no idea that they're nothing but votes. That nothing they want matters. Not... They are basically, the do, they're doing the dirty work, okay? They, they are the ones that the Democrats, the Bernie Sanders, the Cory Bookers, the Elizabeth Warrens, they're the ones that, that are, are, are nothing more than puppets. They're the ones that are out there rocks at Starbucks windows. They're the ones that are out there acting like idiots on behalf of the old liberals. With the crazy notion that they matter, that they're doing something. And at the end of the day, they don't. They don't matter. They're not doing anything. They're a joke. And nothing more shows the joke than that Pepsi commercial. Funny stuff, comedy, hilarious, fun, fun, fun. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Yeah. America great I just 
Rob's Cage, Rob's Cage Show. We are brand new. All right, so listen. Some funny stuff. Did you guys see the story? It was on the Daily Call, which in turn, I guess it was on uh, Tucker Carlson, my girlfriend, my beautiful. Listen to me. I have a 27-year-old girlfriend, the mother of my child, okay? Let me, let me throw this at you who actually watches political media, all right? You can't, you can't get a better girlfriend than that. You can't. It's impossible. I mean, you could try. You could try. But you can't get a better girlfriend than that. Can't get a better girlfriend than that. So she hit me and said, hey, you got to take a look at this. You got to check this out. It's good stuff. So, uh, I went and I checked it out, and it is good stuff. And that is uh, Elizabeth Warren, on average, pays her female staffers $20,000 less than her male staffers. I I know. It, It goes back to... The bit we just did before the bake the last up, the build the wall, make it 10 feet higher. And that is when you hear these liberals, these Democrats, the media, be outraged, you know, just unhinged about things. It's an act. It's a show. That's all. That's all it is. It's an act. It's a show. It's not real. Just like when they get all emotional about uh, illegal immigration and and ripping apart families and, oh, my God, what are we going to do? Man, they don't give a crap about families. They don't crap about any of that. They don't effing care. It's about votes. That's it. And if at the end of the day, Republicans said, we will legalize. 10 million. We will open the gates right now. We will give amnesty to 10 million. These are the parameters. But at the end of the day, they can never, ever vote. Democrats would never go for it because it's about voting. That's all it is. It's about voting. So you hear Democrats ad nauseum. Ad nauseum! Talking about, oh, some women don't get paid as much as men. Women don't get paid. Anytime uh, a, a woman in power, anything wrong, and someone questions them, they're only questioning them because they're a woman, or should they be black, they're only questioning them because they're racist. So Chris Matthews and David Korn did today. 
Nah, the Republicans are only going after Susan Rice because she's a woman and because she's black. They're racist. Jesus Christ. Oh, okay, fine. So now we find out Elizabeth Warren, on average, pays her female staffers $20,000 less than her male staffers. Male staffers in Warren's office took home a medium annual salary of $73,750 in 2016, according to an analysis by the Washington Free Beacon. So again, this isn't Republican conspiracy stuff. This is all available online. Remember, what people get paid, what people spend, it's all online. If you work for the government, it's all online. Just like Trump and his people had to reveal what they make and what their holdings are. Over the weekend, you had people like Bannon having to release their financials. That's why you saw these reports. Look at all these millionaires. Can you imagine? Can you imagine any other world? And and what I mean by that is where if the people that charge, people that are supposed to be making your life better, rather you're a worker, you know, you're at a factory, you're, you're on a baseball team. Imagine if the higher-ups were like homeless dregs. Seriously. Imagine you're sitting there and, and you're, you know, on the assembly line. And you're busting your ass. And your boss is like, we're going to be doing this for the company. We're going to be doing that for the company. We're going to do this for the company. Yeah, yeah, you just keep working harder. You just keep kicking ass and we're going to, yeah, and you get all excited. And then your friend comes along and goes, hey, you know, you can't believe anything he says. Well, why not? He's a bum. No, no, I know you don't like, no, 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 he's a bum. You know how much he has in his bank account? $5,000. Realize he's gone bankrupt three times. Do you realize that he lives with his mom? Do you realize? Lives in his mom's basement. Do you realize that he doesn't have a car? He drives a bicycle to the office. Do you realize? What would you say? Oh, Jesus, we are effed. We are effed. Some people are going, well, Trump went bankrupt. Stop. You know what I mean? There's a difference between going bankrupt for business purposes, and actually going bankrupt because you've lost creditors are coming after you, and you have to then go live in your parents' basement. So when the Trump staff releases their financials, and you're like, wow, this guy's pretty successful. Isn't that who you want to be in that position saying to all of us, hey, this is what we're going to do this is what we're going to do, and hopefully it will work and make all of us more money. Oh, it's just going to benefit the billionaires. Listen, I'd much rather have somebody that's already a millionaire and billionaire in positions of power 
Because guess what? Once you're a billionaire, you're an effing billionaire. Okay? Just ask Zuckerberg, ask Gates, ask Bloomberg. Once you reach that point where your money is making money just sitting in an account or sitting in an IRA, you don't care about money. Once you're Wilbur Ross, okay, or you're Steve Munchen, and you're worth a half a billion dollars because your finance is like Suicide Squad and American Sniper. You're not sitting there going, oh, uh, I need to make these policies so I can make an extra $5 million. $5 million. You know what $5 million to Steve Munchen is? You know what $5 million to Wilbur Ross is? Seriously, do you, once you get to the point of having so much money, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The people you got to be worried about are the Obama people, the people that come from professorships. Hi, this person. Hi, my name is, uh, I don't know, whatever. You name them. They were all professors. I think the entire Obama administration were professors. If you're a professor at a college and you're making $105,000 a year, trust me, my friends, your goal is to be making millions a year. So guess what? You're going to do everything in your power to make sure that you benefit and make millions of dollars a year. Never forget that. Once you're a billionaire, that means you're living off interest. When you're living off interest, you don't give a crap. You don't give a crap. Never forget that. So back to Elizabeth Warren, this putz. Male staffers. Male staffers. Make $73,750 to renew uh, an analysis by Washington for Beacon. While female staffers brought home a medium income of $52,750, a discrepancy of $20,000. That means female staffers in Elizabeth Warren's office, on average, bring home just $0.71 cents for every dollar their male counterparts make the top five highest paid staffers in elizabeth warren's office were all men earning between 113,000 and 156,000 just one female staffer in elizabeth Warren's earned more than a hundred thousand dollars in 2016 <coughs> Hmm. Interesting, isn't it? And Elizabeth Warren has a habit 
of tweeting about, you know, equal pay. Here's a tweet. April 2016. Today is equal pay day, and I cannot believe I have to give another speech fighting for equal pay for equal work for women. April 24th. I'm glad to join strong women like ones on our U.S. soccer uh, team to fight for equal pay in offices, factories, and yes, on the soccer field. January 2013, I support the Paycheck Fairness Act because women deserve equal pay for equal work. April 8, 2014, women are tired of hearing pay inequality isn't real or isn't somehow our fault and we're ready to fight back. And there's more. I'm not going to keep boring you. I'm not going to keep going on and on and on and on. But isn't that fascinating? Seriously, isn't that fascinating? And it goes to my point, rather it's a Pepsi ad and the fact that the media, the Democrats, liberals, progressives, they don't give a crap about Black Lives Matter. It's all votes to them. It's all money in their coffers. So they'll, they'll, they'll mock the movement. They'll, they'll degrade the movement. They don't care about illegal immigration, break up families. They don't give a crap. It's votes to them. Corner them. Okay? Corner them and say, we will legalize every single one of them. But they cannot vote. They won't do it. They want those votes. If you take away the votes, they don't give a crap about illegals. Women's pay. If women's pay... Which, remember, it's, it's BS. This notion that women get paid less is BS. It, it really is. There's no, it, it really is BS. But if they really gave a crap about it, wouldn't Elizabeth Warren have a woman being the highest paid staffer, wouldn't she? Wouldn't she be the... Am I wrong or am I right? If that was the case, why doesn't Elizabeth Warren have a woman staffer who gets paid the most amount of money? And if this story is a lie, of course it's a lie. According to the left, it's a lie because it's right-wing talk. It's right-wing talk. (sighs) Elizabeth Warren should be saying, no, 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 that's wrong. They are smearing my good name. They are smearing my good name. But you won't hear anything from those born. You won't hear anything from her staff. If this was fake news, people in her staff would be going, that's fake. My name is Samantha Shumu. And look, I get paid $178,000. No, 
No, of course not. Of course not. So that's the Elizabeth Warren. I think it's funny. It's, fu- it's, it's funny and it's atypical. It's funny and it's atypical. Because that's the Democrat Party. That's the Democrats and the media as a whole. It's just like when you hear them talk about Trump. Oh, I can't believe he said, grab him by the bleep. I can't believe he said that. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Yeah, but what about what Bill Clinton did? What? I don't know what you're talking about. Don't you think what Bill Clinton did was far worse than somebody talking about it? I don't know what you're talking about. Hey, your uh, uh, colleague there talked about... What's her name? I know I had a brain fart. <laughs> Kelly Conway getting on her knees. Wow, that's really wrong. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. There's nothing. I don't even know what that is. You, you, they, they have a president who's a disgusting pig. So, wow. Wow. I not even talk about how many on the left Talk about Trump's hair. Talk about his skin color. It's like an everyday joke. And the minute someone on the right makes fun of a Democrat, makes fun of Maxine Waters, it's racist. It's sexist. Yeah, you know, all, every word you can fathom. To Democrats. Atypical. Say typical. All right, we'll be right back. Don't go away. Okay? Don't go away. I mean, you can go away if you want, but don't go away. We'll be right back. But I want to say one thing to the American people. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. I never told anybody to lie, not a single time, never. These allegations are false, and I need to go back to work for the American people. Thank you. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, we are back. We're back. That's all I'm saying. We're back. So, Assad gassed people today. And exactly what I said was going to happen is now starting to happen. Now, Assad gassing his own people is nothing new. I mean, it's absolutely nothing new. Remember, Assad and the situation in Syria has been going on for years and years and years and years and years. Obama did nothing about it. 
absolutely nothing about it. To the point where Obama even drew the line in the sand and said, hey, hey, this is where you cannot go. And if you go there, oh, I'm going to strike thee with great vengeance. And Assad went there and Obama said, ah, okay, well, uh, hmm, I was, you know what, I'm a, I'm Urkel, all right, I'm, I'm Urkel, I'm scared, terrified, pretend I never said that. So Assad in Syria and gassing and, and drowning of kids, this was all under Obama's watch. And what did I tell every single one of you? You are going to see. Because somehow Obama is the only president in the history of president had the PR machine of the media. I mean, he basically, I mean, I mean, it, it, you know what, it, it wouldn't have mattered if, it, if rather it was Obama or, or whoever was the Democrat at that moment. The fact that the media is now an extension of the Democrat Party what was just an evolution. It was something that year after year was evolving to what it is. You know, rather it's Hack Tapper, who started out as nothing more than a reporter doing stories on porn, whose wife was involved with uh, Planned Parenthood, to now being in the position that he is, it it was an evolution, if you will. It was inevitable. Obama, because at the time... How the media has evolved to where they are the Democrat Party. When he became president, anything bad that happened for those first two years was Bush's fault. Anything good was because Obama. Anything bad was Bush. And of course, once the third year hit three and a half year mark everything Obama owned every once in a while something bad would happen and they would go oh but that come on there's still remnants from uh, you know the, the horrible job Bush did and here we are and Trump is president and anything good that's happening Rather, it's job growth, unemployment, uh, optimism. It's all because of Obama. And anything bad is Trump. So now you're starting to see the media, Syria, on Trump. You're starting to see the media say, oh, this gas attack, it's Trump's fault. It's all Trump's fault. I mean, a story in the Daily Beast says 
Assad apparently gasses civilians days after Tillerson hints he could stay in power. Well, Assad was gassing civilians when Obama was president. Michael Weiss. There is no Assad apparently gasses civilians days after Tillerson hints he can stay in power. Assad gassed civilians when Obama said, if you gas civilians, there's going to be hell to pay. And Assad went, uh, okay, so what? And he gassed civilians. And like I said before, you're going to see the media hang all of these horrible situations that are going on, rather it's Syria or North Korea, Afghanistan, Yemen, around Trump's neck, and to act like they weren't issues when Obama was president, and they just all of a sudden popped up because in these areas, the bad actors went, oh, Trump's a douchebag. Let's go and do this. Hundreds of thousands of Syrians have been slaughtered. Obama regime. This new chemical attack is not new. It's a broken record. Assad's been gassing his people for years, and Obama did nothing. Absolutely nothing. So mark my words. It's going to get worse with the media and the rest of these animals. All right, guys. It's Rob Zakaria. It's Rob Zakaria Show. We're done for tonight, okay? We're done. We're out of here. In North Korea... They just test-fired a missile into the sea. And they're doing that on purpose. Don't ever forget that. Because remember, Trump's uh, having a meeting with the Chinese president. And uh, North Korea knows that China has their back. And you already see the media going, what's Trump going to do about North Korea? What's Trump going to do about North Korea? Well, what did Obama do about North Korea, you jack-offs? Obama did nothing about North Korea for eight years. For eight years, North Korea's gotten stronger. Now, all of a sudden, it's, well, what's Obama going to do? What's Obama going to do? What's Obama going to do? I'm sorry. What's Trump going to do? What's Trump going to do? Sanity. Sanity. It's all I'm going to say. Sanity. All right. I'm done. See you guys tomorrow. You're the best, the brightest. You're the most audience in the effing mother effing effing world. Goodbye.